This is the Poetry Magazine podcast. I'm Don Cher, editor of Poetry Magazine. And I'm Lindsay Garbett, managing editor. This week, we spoke with Nicole Seeley about her poem, And. I'm suspicious of all things and all experiences. Seeley spoke to us from Italy, where she's living as a fellow at the American Academy in Rome. She's working on a book-length erasure poem of the United States Department of Justice's Ferguson Report. And one day I will wake up and no longer be here. It's a whole nother life after this. And so I think the poem is, is suspicious as well, as suspicious as I am. There is no reality that is the reality. Everything is both true and untrue at once. Here's Nicole Seeley reading And. Withstand pandemonium and scandalous nightstands commanding candlelight and quicksand and Zinfandel, clandestine landmines, candy handfuls and contraband and handmade commandments and merchandise, secondhand husbands philandering and landless and vandal bandwagons slandered and branded handwritten reprimands and meander on an island landscaped with chandeliers abandon handcuffs standstills and backhands notwithstanding thousands of oleanders and dandelions handpicked and sandalwood and mandrake and random demands the bystander wanders in wonderland if, as Nicole Seeley says, everything is both true and untrue at once, it sort of teaches us something about rhyme as well. Everything rhymes and doesn't rhyme at once. And the title and and the idea of conjoining things is directly connected with the way the poem works with its amazing rhymes, um, just kind of contiguous sounds like and and pandemonium and scandalous and nightstands and quicksand and so on. It's sort of dizzying and worrying. You know, you you could aspire to rhyme well in a poem, but here it's it's sort of unsettling. And at the, at the same time, it's important, I think, for some of our listeners to realize that there's no ampersand here, <laughs> although that word has and in it also. A lot of poems have ampersands in them, and there have been essays written about ampersands in poetry. Here, it's that word. It's a refrain. It's not a symbol of anything, but it's an indicator of something. To emphasize a conjunction, which is normally sort of a throwaway kind of thing, you sort of ignore the conjunction and just get to the facts of the sentence or the nouns. And with this poem, the and is embedded within so many larger words, like you were saying, pandemonium and secondhand husbands and philandering and all Mm -hmm. these words that sort of gives more power to the accumulative aspect of and 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 other conjunctions, the fact that we're piling these words onto each other and can kind of suggest, you know, a sort of inclusivity. We're including more Mm -hmm. and more into this poem. But like you were saying, the sort of Internal rhymes and end rhymes are sort of mixed together and are so relentless that you feel surrounded by this word in a way. And so it emphasizes that contradictory, overwhelming nature of the world that we exist within 
and try to withstand. I really like that the poem begins mm-hmm. with that word, withstand all of these endless ands. And in the end, we end up at Wonderland, which seems like a sort of expansive place to end that the bystander gets to wander in this hmm. endless world as long as they can withstand all the terrible things that come first. Well, and they, they can be terrible too. It's it's weird thinking about it that the word random has and in it and demands. I mean, that's sort of life in two words, random demands, and yet they're conjoined not just by the word and and the sound, but the, just by the kind of that relentlessness of of what assails us even in our own language. It is, for me, it's sort of a dizzying landscapes not entirely reassuring <laughs> but at the same time that word notwithstanding is important because it allows you to back off a little bit or or to resist there's re- because i think in the poem is a kind of resistance which is really important and instead of making it kind of a a trope or a slogan it's just really it's kind of using the language to deflect its own worst tendencies which we kind of need now and then Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't realize until you mentioned that notwithstanding how there's that change in the poem from withstand at Mm -hmm. the very beginning to the sort of pun with notwithstanding towards the end. And the end is what brings us all these oleanders and dandelions and sandalwood, all these sort of natural words instead of, you know, handcuffs and standstills and chandeliers, all this man-made sort of chaos at the beginning. Well, and there's also the mandrake that looks like a man but isn't one. Right, right. But nevertheless has a kind of botanical power to it just because of the resemblance. I mean, the mandrake is a special kind of thing for that reason. Yeah, and it it made me think about, too, why does English have so many words with this sound in it? Like, why, why have we returned to that sound as a sort of basic element of our language. And I'm not sure that's really something we can answer, but it's an interesting question that the poem brings up. And it makes us see the language anew to the fact that we try to force, or at least I tried to force a sort of narrative out of this poem, even though the focus of the poem was was partially just on the sound of these words. But the idea that we're withstanding and then meandering and then abandoning and then wandering, this sort of idea that we're holding steady and then moving, and then letting things go, Mm -hmm. and then eventually getting some freedom in the end. Well, it's very much to the point that the word wanders has and in it, but you don't hear it. Mm. So the poem kind of wanders off itself, and then you have to figure out where you're going to go from there. Nicole Seeley is the author of Ordinary Beast and the animal after whom other animals are named. You can read and in the March 2020 issue of Poetry Magazine or online at poetrymagazine.org. If you're not yet a subscriber to the magazine, and you really should be one, for a limited time, we're offering podcast listeners a special rate of $20. That's $20 for a full year of the freshest voices in contemporary poetry, featured in 11 book-length issues, as well as free digital access on our mobile app. Visit poetrymagazine.org slash podcast offer to subscribe. That's poetrymagazine.org slash podcast offer. We'll have another episode for you next week, or you can get all the March episodes all at once in the full-length podcast on SoundCloud. 
Let us know what you thought of this program. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, or if you listen another way, email us at podcast at poetryfoundation.org. We'd love to hear your thoughts. The Poetry Magazine podcast is recorded by Ed Herman and produced by Rachel James. The theme music comes from the Claudia Quintet. I'm Lindsay Garbett. And I'm Don Cher. Thanks for listening.